Hi, this is Francis Rose with a programming note. The Fed heads will return after the Memorial Day holiday. Enjoy that Memorial Day holiday. Remember those who've given their lives in service of our country. And we'll see you back here at the beginning of June for the next edition of Fed Heads. Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And uh, thank you, as always, for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me back. On oh, I'm glad, glad you came back. You have been just an evangelist for spreading information about how the government spends money for, I don't know, 114 years? It's been a while. An evangelist. Yeah. Um, no one's ever used that word to it's describe been, it's it. It's something that you think is very important and you like to spread the word about. Well, the gov- the pe- American people need to know where their money goes and what they're getting for it. And one of the places that they can do that right now is usaspending.gov, and that you have some history with, and we'll dig into that, into the program. Um, happy to welcome the Bureau of Fiscal Services, uh, Renata Marjaj and Justin Marsico. Thank you very much for coming on FedHeads this week. Um, you're adding some capability to that, and we'll get into it in a moment. But, Renata, I want to start with you. What, When you and your team first started to analyze the capability of usaspending.gov and say, what else should be on here? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that whether it was brainstorming or what kind of analysis you undertook. Tell me how that process worked and what the goal was that you started out trying to achieve. Sure. Uh, so it all starts with the user, uh, and it, it starts with collecting user feedback. So uh, the good news was that we, the site had been operating for several years, and there was a lot of user feedback. Um, some of it uh, pretty negative, actually, about user experience, um, things that people had been wanting to do, but couldn't do, um, and then some nice-to-haves. So what we did was um, first conduct some user interviews and understand sort of the kind of the, the, um, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, of things that we could accomplish. Justin, was the feedback that you had helpful, or was it a lot of, this thing sucks and I'm never going to use it again, that doesn't really help you move the ball forward? Yeah, I think the feedback was really helpful. And one thing that we've been focused on uh, on the analytics side in launching the data lab is making sure that people understand the data and understand why it's interesting, how it can be used, and and how people can kind of put it to work. We want to make sure that now that we've gone through all of the effort of collecting the data, standardizing it, getting into our system, and getting it out to the public, that it's just not sitting there, mm-hmm. that people are using it, they're understanding it. So talking with the users helps us understand like where those barriers are to really understanding it, barriers to accessing it, and how we can kind of knock some of those down. So who are the users? Tell me what the average user of USA spending looks like. So the question is, who aren't the users? <laughs> we had a really hard time actually narrowing down what we call user personas. Um, but we narrowed, uh, narrowed around like a couple. Um, so one is the um, uh, contractor or someone doing market research. Uh, so they are looking to do business with the government. They want to see um, you know, how the government has awarded contracts in the past. Uh, another user persona is a journalist or someone who's just doing some research. So they don't really understand how procurement or financial assistance is awarding the government, but they have questions. And they want to kind of do a quick Google-like search to dig in and get more, more research done. 
Then we also have the more technical um, users who are, um, you know, maybe federal employees, um, procurement specialists who know their stuff really well and want to be able to type in that NAICS or PSC code and uh, find that IDV contract, <laughs> you name it, and, and, and uh, dig right in. Um, people talk a lot about, you know, the citizen. And the truth is, uh, we haven't found that a lot of people spend their Sunday morning on USAspending.gov. <laughs> like Robert does. Right. <laughs> is that a goal? <laughs> it is a goal of mine, for sure. Um, one other thing we think about is, like, there are users and, and, and personas who go to USA Spending and, and who do a search, and there's a different kind of user, maybe like a, a power user, who goes to USA Spending and they download the data, or maybe they'll go to our um, AWS um, replica of the data and, and do a query against it. So we want to think about you know serving those users who really just want to take the data and do something with it on their own, as well as the users who are going to you know go to the website or go to the data lab and, and kind of you know type something in or, or search for a, uh, something they're looking for. Okay, so specifically the data lab piece of this then is what exactly? What does it do that the site didn't do before you stood up the data lab? So the Data Lab is a, a separate site from USA Spending. It is uh, connected. We consider them to be uh, sister sites. And what it does is it identifies specific use cases and conducts analyses that address those use cases. It builds visualizations that, that help to show people what the power of the data is. So to give you a, a quick example, um, we have an analysis that shows how the federal government spends money to support the homeless population. Turns out this is uh, an interesting use case because there are about a dozen federal agencies that are involved, um, a couple dozen programs, but we have all that data in a standardized data set so you can go in and identify the programs that you're looking for and we've mapped uh, the amount of funds going to impact different communities so you can go look at your community and see what programs um, your community is, is getting help for the, from the federal government to support your homeless population. How, how many visualizations do you have up now and what's kind of the trajectory that you see for the future? We've got six uh, on the site right now and we're hoping to continue adding to them. We're also listening to the users and, and getting their feedback. We have a couple of visualizations that people really like and they're using a lot and we want to invest in improving those so that so that people can you know get what they need out of them. I noticed that Steve Ballmer, former CEO of uh, Apple, um, released his own website, uh, Microsoft. Sorry. Microsoft, yeah. um, uh, That's USA all right. Neither is a sponsor of the program, so it doesn't <laughs> really matter. USA Facts. Um, how does that compare? Have you seen one drive traffic to the other? Are you all trying to? Uh, replicate some of their success? Do you see things that they're doing wrong? Well, my understanding is that USA Facts is it's also bringing, it's not just the federal government, it's bringing in state and local right. um, and it's looking at things at the super high level and um, because he has a private you know, organization. He, he can do can whatever the hell he wants. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> um, so he can bring, you know, bring together data sets to say, oh this is supporting the broader goal of reducing crime. Um, whereas in the federal space, we would have to go through a whole governance process to define what reducing crime means and create a program and all that. So I think he has a bit more flexibility and his is more broad. Um, and his data, I would say, is it's older, so it's looking, it's sort of looking back at um, you know what happened in previous years, whereas ours is up to date. So if I could say how it relates, you know, um, USA Spending is sort of a feeder into the broader initiative that I think the USA Facts is trying to achieve. How frequently is USA Spending updated? Daily. Wow. Yes. 
So I want to turn the tables a little bit because we were talking before we began the program that you and your it's a circular table colleague Adam. It's, a, it's <laughs> oh for heaven's sake! <laughs> you and your colleague Adam Hughes before we started this program were talking about how you were both involved with this website from the very beginning, USAspending.gov. What does what's there now in, in not just what these folks are doing, but more broadly what's there, fulfill the vision of what you all had for it when it began? Well, I think it does exactly what we'd hoped, which is strengthen the um, experience for people who want access to the data. You know, when we stood it up, uh, there was great clamor for better access to available data. The procurement data was posted uh, pretty timely, but incomplete and in a very hard to access form. Mm -hmm. Grants data was published in hard copy uh, two or three years after it was available. So we had to convert that to a searchable uh, form. Um, but we had no idea who would access the data. Mm -hmm. And I always joke that the most searched term on USA Spending when it was launched was the uh, um, shredding contracts that were <laughs> let during the Bush administration as a way to highlight their lack of transparency. Mm -hmm. um, which obviously you could track any spending during yes. that time the same way. So pencils had the same uh, mm -hmm. trajectory. Um, so this shows a, m an incredible evolution in the usability and accessibility of that information and hopefully its quality of the data has improved. As I asked that question, uh, Renata and Justin, I realized that it was a miracle that he didn't begin it by saying, in my day, <laughs> and we just kind of went on. I'm the, a young man. The <laughs> fist waving at the sun kind of approach to analyzing Shouldn't the history of USA Spell. <laughs> if you want to, I'm ready, brother. I've been waiting. Just kidding. Just kidding. I've been waiting for 14 <laughs> episodes, baby. When did it break down? Well, where, did, where did we go wrong? The takeaway from this is what? What is it that you want people who are coming, not just to use the data lab, but more broadly, what's What's kind of the, the point of making this data available in visualizations rather than having it just in the typical format that people might expect? Yeah, one, one thing that, that uh, we want to recognize is that there's a lot of data out in the world right now, and we're competing with all these other data sets for attention. You can go to data.gov right now and see thousands and thousands of, of data sets. Um, so we want to kind of grab people and say, hey, here's an interesting use case. Maybe you have something similar to it that like applies to your own job um, that you could you know, do, and you know, take our code, copy it, make a few edits here and there, and just run with it. If I could add to that, so what we are publishing on USA Spending is the $4 trillion that our government spends each year, which is about 20% oh. of the GDP. <laughs> it affects, you know, everyone's lives. How does that compare to back <laughs> in your day? And, uh, a lot and a lot of that data is kind of nerdy accounting data. So mm -hmm. what we say on our team hey, is data. Is, we are a global accounting firm. <laughs> <laughs> you say nerdy accounting hey, I'm data. A, I'm a nerd, too. Oh. But what we say on our team Arcana. is um, yeah. 
data plus use equals value. So if it's locked away in a PDF, no one's going to use it. So the point of USA Spending and Data Lab is to really make that data relevant to people so they can understand how they can make better decisions, draw better insights. So what about performance? What, to what degree do you see your role is to highlight where the money going versus what we're getting for it? Yeah, that's a great use case that we want to highlight for the performance community. Um, we haven't done um, any analysis that we've published so far in that area, but we've been trying to partner with a couple agencies to say, you know, here's what you've spent on a program. You're collecting all this kind of performance data. Can we match these two things together? And can you produce uh, like a return on investment calculation? We did a partnership with um, the Small Business Administration where we were analyzing the amounts, or we were helping them analyze the amounts that were being spent on a particular loan program to small businesses and the, you know, the return that they were getting from that, some growth in their businesses. And they've taken that analysis, and I think that they're planning um, to include that in, in some of their budget documents. Um, so instead of just showing, like, here's our performance metrics, like we're tying it into the, the spending data to, to show like you know what we're getting from that. One of the unfortunate residual effects of the information that's in the new Government Accountability Office uh, report on overlap, duplication, fragmentation is there'll probably be some people in government that look at the data lab visualizations and see agencies that are doing things, you used the homelessness example earlier, where an agency doesn't know that there's some other agency doing similar things to what they're doing and they've been missing out on collaboration opportunities. I hope they don't have to go to a public website. Well, we hope, but, but there, well, I mean, but how many horror stories have Your point's have well we taken. You're right, you're right. The, uh, not only what I hope people see is perhaps a local state or local government sees that they've got multiple sources investing in the same problem um, and the better collaboration among those sources could leverage resources for a better outcome. All right, final thought. Uh, Renata, how will you judge success of the data lab at some point in the future, a year from now or two years from now? It's all about the users. So if, if uh, one local government or municipality said, I was able to get more grant money to support this uh, initiative or to support my population because of the data I got from USA Spending, I consider that success. And that hopefully will breed more success. Justin, and want to add anything to that? Yeah, I, I just think we want to get a sense of exactly how people are, are using these visualizations, what they need, and, and how we can improve. And if we're doing that, then we're succeeding. So it's not hosting a podcast in the, <laughs> room in the middle of the day? That's a residual benefit yeah. <laughs> of uh, participating in the Data Lab project at uh, the Bureau of Fiscal Service. Uh, Justin Marsico, Renata Marjaj, thank you very much for coming on FedHeads this week. It's great to see both of you. Congratulations on your great work. Thank you. Great thank to you for starting it. Yeah. And Robert Shea, do, uh, can I come back for episode 15? I mean, I, I, I realize now that I <laughs> physically yes. threatened you earlier, <laughs> so I'm not sure if that bodes really well for my future on the program. You're welcome. I'll bring an advocate. Okay, terrific. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening to The FedHeads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>